Section 106 of The United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in October 2020. The World's Story, Volume 13, The United States. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 106. How the Panama Railroad was built. 1849 to 1855 by hugh c weir the panama railroad was commenced in 1849 and in 1855 the first train passed over its rails its probable cost was estimated at five million dollars but the necessity of bringing all things needed from the united states and the increase in the price of labor resulting from the discovery of gold in california brought the amount up to seven point five million dollars the following article gives some idea of the difficulties and dangers which had to be met the editor the section boss thrust his head beyond his tent flap and instantly drew back with a hoarse gasp of terror half dressed and half stunned he took a cautious step outside the door and then another and another until he came into full view of the half-moon of twisted, bloated horrors swung on the palm-trees before him. One hundred and twenty-five coolies from the Chinese camp were suspended by their queues from the swaying branches. Driven mad by the gloom of the jungle, they had sought wholesale suicide in the night. For years the section boss had rubbed elbows with death. He had come to look upon grim things with a grin. But as he digested the scene before him, his knees gave way, and he toppled forward in a sprawling faint. The incident was but one link in the chain of the horrors of the Panama Railroad. Those were red years for the construction gang of the first line of rails to span the American continent. On a roadbed of blood the ties were laid which were to mark an industrial epoch if it was the narrowest point of the continent it was also the wildest forty-seven miles linked the atlantic and the pacific at this land ribbon of the caribbean but they were forty-seven miles of tragedies with the exception of a wandering adventurer the engineers were the first white men to force a way through the jungle since the daredevil days of the spanish main and it was the devil's own cauldron in very truth into which they plunged there are those who say the road cost a life for every tie exaggerated possibly but grim facts show that more than six thousand men went to their deaths in the tangled underbrush before the last rail was laid every mile of progress cost over one hundred and twenty-seven lives the history of these forty-seven miles of track is one of the most tingling red-blooded chapters in all the records of american railroad building it is more it is a monument to the undaunted unrivalled heroism of american engineers which no section of the globe can surpass it is something over half a century ago to be exact in the autumn of eighteen forty nine that the first construction gang bunking at night on board a cramped sailing vessel in the colon harbor plunged into the red mud of the panama swamps waist deep in the slimy depths forced to chop every foot of the way through the heavy interlacing foliage the men entered resolutely into the task which was to stretch over a period of more than six years 
In the first year, over 100 died from snake bites alone. The victims of the tarantula and the scorpion numbered as many more. Buzzing swarms of mosquitoes from the pestilent pools and streams inland settled like a heavy grey cloud over their shoulders, bringing typhoid, malaria, yellow fever. Men died by scores and hundreds, and their comrades, with the sickly yellow of disease stamping their brows, gave them a hasty grave and a hastier prayer, and plunged again into the conquest of the wilderness. Nature conspired to make the picture yet blacker. Sudden stretches of quicksands were found, whose boundaries were marked by the despairing shrieks of stumbling victims. The swamp grew thicker and blacker and marshier. Engineering statistics report that often bottom was not found at a distance of 180 feet. Thousands of cords of wood and stone were dumped into the mysterious morasses in a desperate effort to construct causeways for the roadbed. Even to this day, in the gloomy shadows of the Black Swamp, a scant five miles from the Atlantic terminal of Colon, the slimy earth sinks into a yawning cavern, and rails, ties, and men drop forever from sight. Once a freight car was dumped into the hungry morass in an effort to make a solid surface. Within six hours the car had disappeared from view, and the black slime seemed to clamor for more. It was at Bas Obispo that the wholesale suicide pact of the coolies climaxed the terrors of the road builders. In the early fifties, a consignment of one thousand Chinese had been imported to recruit the shattered ranks of laborers. For six depressing weeks, the coolies struggled under the lash of the jungle. When the swaying burden of the palm trees, in the soft light of the early morning, showed the ghastly fate their companions had sought, it was as a spark of gunpowder. The Americans endeavored in vain to check the mill-race of the panic. Before the day was over, three hundred more had been added to the suicide roll. Scores rushed to the shores of the Atlantic, and squatting stoically in the sands, waited for the white crest of the tide to sweep them away. It was from Reynolds, civil engineer, and Brewster, mining prospector, that I heard the story as we sipped English cola on the veranda of the Cristobal YMCA building just above the Blue Atlantic. Reynolds nodded to the group of railroad men who lounged out of the reading room as he rose to the feet. Yes, it is a black-bordered story, he said slowly. The history of the Panama Railroad isn't made up of ice-cream adjectives. But the men who gave their lives for it didn't die in vain, added Brewster gravely, and we all stared out at the grey line of the surf in silence. Afterwards I verified the date I had in mind. It was on the 27th day of January, 1855, that the first locomotive crossed the American continent from ocean to ocean, by way of the Panama Railroad. Coupled with the heroism of the builders, the greed of the promoters has been the outstanding quality in the history of the Panama Railroad. In the course of fifty years it is estimated that the line, less than fifty miles in length, has made a net profit of more than seventy-five million dollars. In proportion to its size it has probably produced the greatest earnings of any railroad in the history of the world. It was in 1848, at the beginning of the California gold craze, 
that william henry aspinwall john lloyd stevens and henry chauncey of new york incorporated the panama railroad company from the outset the most amazing hold-up schemes in railroad history were instituted the original cost of the line amounted roughly to eight million dollars often the profits totaled two million dollars annually for years a passenger rate of sixteen cents a mile was demanded realizing how thoroughly the line dominated the transcontinental shipping situation the company announced the most colossal freight rate ever known a toll was established amounting to fifty per cent of the transportation charge for the entire distance between new york and valparaiso four thousand six hundred thirty miles in other words the shipping expense for the forty-seven miles of the land route was as great as the charge for the four thousand five hundred eighty-three miles of the water route enormous quantities of coffee from the central and south american plantations were shipped to european markets via the panama railroad the total transportation charge was thirty dollars a ton of this amount the railroad company coolly demanded one half fifteen dollars for forty-seven miles the shipper was helpless the railroad could carry his goods from ocean to ocean in five hours on the other hand if he followed the water route and sent his products down around cape horn often five months were required to make the same distance in the fall of eighteen seventy nine when the lesseps undertook the construction of the panama canal for the french the railroad was offered to him for fourteen million dollars a rate of two hundred dollars a share the lesseps haughtily informed the company that it was a hold-up price very well was the calm rejoinder the price will advance twenty-five dollars a share every six months the lesseps shrugged his shoulders and went to work the railroad officials grinned and also went to work the shipments of the french supplies began to be delayed machinery which reached cologne in september did not arrive at culebra fifteen miles away until october cars filled with french goods were mysteriously sidetracked and allowed to stand for days in the jungle gradually the lesseps realized that the railroad had the upper hand how much for the stock now he asked in desperation it is twelve months since our first offer was the reply you will have to pay two hundred fifty dollars and the lesseps paid it instead of fourteen million dollars the road cost the french seventeen point five million dollars for twelve years the panama railroad remained under french ownership it was in nineteen o two when france shook herself free forever from the shadow of the lesseps historic failure in the panama jungles that the american government secured the railroad together with the entire canal property and equipment for forty million dollars less than half of the value placed upon it by a conservative receiver although both the panama railroad and panama canal are government institutions a broad line separates the two the former handles the dirt trains of the canal entirely in the relation of a lessee nearly three million cubic yards of dirt are excavated by the canal diggers every thirty days were it not for the panama railroad the question of its disposal would make the task of the isthmian canal commission an impossibility end of section one hundred six